Welcome to Real Talk with Life After Grief, Chris, where we talk about relevant issues as it relates to individuals in grief as they navigate finances and the advisors who help them. We help clients in grief navigate financial matters. We also teach advisors how to emotionally and financially work with clients in grief through an unparalleled process. This week's episode is sponsored by Life After Grief Financial Planning and Life After Grief Consulting. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Life After Grief, Chris. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about surrounding yourself with positive people. I'm going to be talking about a lot of different aspects of surrounding yourself with positive folks. As I like to do in many other podcasts, I like to kind of start off with an example, a personal example, about a really a turning point in my life. And I really realized, you know, I need to have only positive people in my life. I had a um, pretty close buddy from college. You know, we were thick as thieves for a long time in college and then for a number of years after college. As many folks know, I hit a kind of a turning point in my life when my parents passed away. And that turning point meant that I had to grow up really quickly. And after college, I made a couple of key decisions, I would say, into becoming a mature young man. One is I made the decision to get engaged to Anne-Marie, my wife, when a lot of other my friends were still kind of running the streets, uh, having fun, you know, going out, trying to meet ladies and that nature. And uh, I found the best person for me without a shadow of a doubt. And um, I turned some of those other avenues off. And my college buddy and I, we were going on different paths. Um, so to speak. And good, bad, or indifferent came a point where we would go to Gainesville uh, and watch a football game kind of as a ritual every year. And we had a huge falling out and it turned into a situation to where I was choosing to do things, what I would call positive in my life. And, um, you know, my friend at the time was choosing um, another path in life. And um, from that point, you know, we split up and, you know, really didn't talk after that point. I saw this gentleman probably within the the last year or so. Um, He's not married and doesn't have children. And of course, you know, I am married and I have kids and that gives you a different perspective on life and the way you treat things. And of course, the situation with my parents, you know, there were just things that I decided to cut out of my life. He was uh, kind of one of those bystanders that um, I didn't see that was going to be a positive person in my life anymore. And so uh, we parted ways and we had a mutual friend um, that I have remained uh, very, very good friends with. I almost lost him during that anger portion after my parents' death, but um, I reconciled with him, you know, apologized for any lashing out that I did uh, with him and uh, to him. And so, again, that was a byproduct of me surrounding myself with good people. My wife said, uh, you're crazy. You are going to let this good friend of yours, not the gentleman that I spoke of that, you know, we parted ways, but you're, you were mean to this good friend of yours and you're just going to let him go to the, the wayside. And so that was a, a personal example. It was hard to do, but um, I had to, you know, basically eliminate um, somebody off of kind of my team, so to speak. And I've talked about having good people around you in previous podcasts. 
And at this point, kind of in my life, again, I've been through a lot of things and I've shared a lot of things with a lot of listeners. I seem to attract high achieving folks and high educated folks on my podcast as guests. And I assure you that is not on purpose, but that is a byproduct of me holding myself to a high standard and those high achieving people wanting to be around me. I also have seen, you know, and I'll kind of put this line in the sand strictly after my parents passed away, people that bring negativity, they don't enter my life, whether it's me cutting them off at the door or whether they see me and they just turn around, completely turn around. I have had so much go on in my life that I just can't entertain drama at all. I'm narrow focused. I have tunnel vision and I'm all about my family and God and I don't want anything to, to cloud that. And with regard to this podcast, I'm also going to give you some concrete things to think about and some concrete steps. You know, ultimately, I'm going to bring this back to finance and to grief. The gentleman that I spoke to that we parted ways, there was an element of grief for me because we were hanging out for so long. We were probably hanging out for 10 plus years. And, you know, I would consider, would have considered him probably one of my best friends. I could share just about anything. But it just, again, it just got to a point to where we were going in completely different directions. That relationship wasn't bringing positivity to my life. And so I had to let that go. So here are some of the concrete steps. And I may bounce back and forth with some things. And I'm also going to mention people that have been on the podcast as part of these concrete steps. So identify what makes somebody positive, and I'm going to jump on the back of one of the great ladies that I brought on the podcast, Coach Cindy Richardson. She is someone that brings positivity because she uplifts so many young women, and the things that she has done for young ladies, it is just, it's a generational step that helps out ladies and families beyond what you see in front of you. What she does now uh, will help out generations to come. I like to be around people that are like that and she brings positivity. Be a positive person yourself. I'm going to just make this very simple. Practice smiling. My wife practices smiling all the time. And one of the things that if anybody meets my wife, the first thing that they say is she always smiles, always, always smiles. I try to practice smiling specifically around my kids because I, you know, want to instill happiness and a sense of fun around them. And they, they in turn say, dad, you're always smiling too. So I don't think I was so much always smiling specifically in the thick of grief. And certainly I wasn't always smiling before I met my wife. So um, again, that's about bringing uh, good people around you. I'll take my wife uh, a step further. So her family is a younger generation of my family. And to get into her family was absolutely remarkable. There are times that I've hung out with uh, Amory's mom and or her cousins, independent of Amory. Amory may have been working or she may have been somewhere else. And I'm like, well, it's my family, too. I'm going to go hang out and have some fun. And that's just an extension of surrounding yourself with good people. Practicing self-awareness. I have a group of probably 10 friends and we come from, you know, somewhat humble beginnings and we have various amounts of education. Our jobs are different. And what we always practice uh, with this group of friends is to be in the moment and accept people for who they are. If someone's gotten into trouble, you know, as younger men, we accept that. 
and we kind of move on and be supportive. And we call ourselves, it's a, a group of, like I said, men, and we call ourselves uncles to our kids. And so our responsibility is to be positive role models for each other's kids. We're all very close. And we, like I said, we take each other at face value. And I'll share another uh, story with you. And this is about surrounding yourself with good people. So I was out with the uncles and we were at a one of the uncle's birthdays. I was walking out with one of the uncles and he and his wife and his wife was going to a different area of the parking lot. He was going to another area, but I happened to go be going to the same area of the parking lot his wife was going to. And she turns to him and she says, how rude. You're not going to walk me to my car. And this is about surrounding yourself with good people. It was unwritten that we are going to take care of each other's family, wives, and kids. So I turned to her and I said to her, her name is Allison. And I said, Allison, we have an unwritten rule. And your husband is going to drive over after I make sure you get in your car safely. And so, again, that's about taking care of your own and having positive folks uh, around you. And perform regular audits. Uh, keep folks on their toes. Everyone that knows me knows not to bring drama or trouble my way. I'm going to readily turn it away and I'm not going to deal with it. And um, I, I practice that. I just can't entertain any of that stuff in my life and it sidetracks me. And I also practice uh, that in my financial practice. And so folks often ask me, how can I deal with people that have such daunting situations? Well, I've been through very daunting situations and it's easier for me to look at someone else's situation and say to myself, I'm not in it. I'm a bystander and I can do everything possible to help that individual, but I'm not in the situation. I'm only on the sideline. So it allows me not to get bogged down. Also, I have my family to tend to. So uh, that helps me out greatly. Uh, number five, look for peers who want to learn. Buddy came to me for a loan and it turned in, into him asking a lot of questions, me asking a lot of questions. And I turned him on to uh, how to do a business plan, how to do financial projections and all sorts of stuff. And again, um, him coming uh, to me, he understood that if he were coming to me for a loan, so to speak, that he was going to have to have all his ducks in a row. And it turned into, again, him going to another source. We have a um, business resource center here in Orlando of sorts. And he went there and got a mentor to help him build a business plan and do financial projections. So he wanted to learn. And so by all means, it was a great opportunity for him. And uh, join mastermind groups, number six. And I'm going to give some accolades for where I got this information um, from. I got it online, but I'll uh, disclose that in a few minutes. And uh, I'm part of two mastermind groups. I'm part of one mastermind groups. It's just general finance. And then another one has to do with widows. And we meet once a month uh, for the widow group. And we talk about all sorts of stuff. And it's financially related. And uh, my general finance uh, mastermind group, we meet twice a month and we get some great information out of that. Number seven, initiate connections. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm not shy. One of my greatest introductions has come as a result of me asking someone who is more successful than I am to help me out, to guide me, to be my mentor. And as a result of that, I got some more connections and some other connections and then I ultimately met Susan Bradley. And if you don't remember Susan Bradley, 
I describe her as the Michael Jordan. Again, it's my age group, and I believe Michael Jordan is the best basketball player of all time. I was introduced to her, and I was elated to have met her because she is so well-respected, and she is such a great person. And this connection worked out to someone that pushed me to be better. And Susan, and I've said this on the podcast with her, she has a knack for pushing you to a level where you can't necessarily see it. And she knows it's going to make you better. And she made me a certified financial transitionist. Well, it didn't make me, but she encouraged me to pass the program. And it made me a much, much better financial planner. Um, and I couldn't have done that without initiating the connections and then meeting someone that ultimately pushed me to become better. And in turn, uh, number eight, sharing your goals. And I specifically sought out a mentor at the beginning of my quest to be on my own and have my own financial practice. And I found her through the Financial Planning Association. There was a mentorship program and we met twice a month, I believe. It was phone calls and um, I shared her my goals, my passion and what I wanted to do. And she just took all this gobbledygook that I had, so to speak, in my brain and she just kind of put it together. And she said, you have all the tools that are there. You just need somebody to help put, um, put it together. And um, that was a result of me proactively reaching out to somebody else. Number nine, share your interest. I like to volunteer. And I call my volunteer OJT, on-the-job training. And when I go meet with hospice patients, I quickly put into action the things that I've learned through hospice and through life and somewhat professionally um, because there's a certain way that I have to conduct myself when I'm with hospice patients and it's all about them and it has nothing to do with me. I am completely void of myself and completely giving. That is a unique skill set that I've developed um, through hospice and through their training. Also, I surround myself with those people that I want to be like. And so I'm going to give you another specific example. So my brother uh, is an entrepreneur. And of course, we surround ourselves um, with each other. And I'll take that a step further. Within that circle that I talked about of uh, friends, I have several of my buddies that are also entrepreneurs. And so uh, those are unique skill sets and things that you can only talk about with other people that are, you know, kind of in that circle who are also entrepreneurs and people who take business risk. And so, like I said, I like to surround myself uh, with, you know, folks that I want to be. And so that was something that I wanted to be. I wanted to be on my own and spend as much time with my family as possible. Connect on social networking sites. Again, that's how I found my mentor. And also, when I connect on networking sites, I have found other people. And I've asked people, I've been very bold and say, hey, I'd like to meet you. And I'd like to meet you because I've seen your background and I want to get to know more about you. And there's no more um, than that. It's taking people at face value. I just, I always tell people, um, don't read between the lines with me. Uh, what I tell you is, you know, what I'm going to do and what you see is what you get basically, um, you know, with me. And then number 12, figure out who brings more energy to your life. I had someone who I deemed the person that prevents grief, Heidi Burnett and Heidi very specifically, she stretched me to do better. So Heidi, um, at the time we met, after she initially trained the boys, she needed some help in terms of needing a business coach. And I had a fair amount of experience, business experience, uh, through my father and just other ventures that I've been a part of. 
and got to talking to Heidi. And um, she's like, well, why don't you just be my business coach? Uh, you have a lot of experience. And it really worked out. And from working with Heidi, it kind of morphed into me working with other um businesses. And it also morphed into me working with uh, some other advisors. And ultimately, Heidi was, you know, kind of the impetus for me building my advisor's guide to grieving clients. Again, she's brought a lot of positivity to my life. And so I would be very remiss if I did not give credit to where I got some of these steps. And so the name of the article I found online is called 12 Steps to Surrounding Yourself with Positive People. The people around you may have a bigger effect on you than you think. And this is by Scott Gerber, founder and CEO at Young Entrepreneurial Council. And the website is thriveglobal.com. And you can find the information um, from there. But I had a lot of these steps. This was a good way to put them into um, something concrete. And then I can bounce off very specific examples. And so I'd like to say thank you for listening. Uh, this is going to be the final episode of season three. And I'm going to take a couple months off. Um, this is probably going to air sometime in October and I'm going to spend some good time with my family and I'm going to see you back after the first of the year. It's hard to believe that 2023 is upon us. And so without further ado, if you have liked this episode, this season or the previous two seasons, please feel free to pass them on to any friends, family members or colleagues. And please feel free to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks and be well. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you are a client and are looking to work directly with me, Chris, and or my firm, head on over to Life After Grief, FP, that is Life after grief fp the fp is for financial planning.com if you are an advisor looking to emotionally and financially work with your client in grief or if you are a client looking to get your advisor's head in the game head on over to lifeaftergriefconsulting.com that is lifeaftergriefconsulting.com any information referenced in this week's podcast will be located here in the podcast section and as always Please feel free to share this week's podcast with any friend, family member, or colleague. Thanks for listening. See you next week on the next episode.